0: Previously, on Quest Friends Forever.
1: Tell Edric that change is coming. Please join me and restore balance to our forest. Edric knows we're here now. He knows we're coming, so he's going to be ready. So I feel like we should probably try to get some other spots on our side before going to the capital.
2: The only remaining stops include Oxalus Grove. It is also the home of The Readers. Anything that you believe to be necessary for the safety of the forest is clearly the right thing to do. You turn back around and you see Barrymore leaning against the cart.
1: I have an idea for you. It's special and you're going to like it. I'm not alone, Edric. And and people don't stop filing in. It's just like an endless amount of people.
2: A bunch of vines and branches start snaking out of the founder tree from the entrance right behind him and they wrap themselves around his ankles his legs his waist his shoulders and they lift him up into the air and start pulling him back into the darkness of the tree are we going to are we going to kill
1: him or not as much as i want to i don't know if it's right but he needs to pay for what he's done
2: so you enter the tree and what you see in this big, again, this inside of this tree is like like an auditorium, like a high school cafeteria. It's a big area in here. I don't know why they would know what a high school cafeteria is in this forest, but either way, that's how big it is.
1: I mean, our um, cafeteria was actually pretty tiny. Well, it's so... bigger
2: than yours. It's a different one that's big.
1: <laughs> Maybe it's like more like an auditorium, like yeah. a gym. Yeah, like, like a, a gym. gym. Okay. Like a gym. Yeah.
2: yeah. Does, it, okay. does it smell like fake pizza? No, it smells like trees because it's a tree and tree pizza tree pizza yeah vegan uh, pizza treatsa and chorizo as you enter let me do this please as you enter (laughs) the founder tree for this final battle what you see is edric he is elevated in the air it looks like he is floating or flying but you can tell by the vines wrapped around him that the vines are holding him up uh, Stephanie, you recognize this from when you would come to council meetings. That's how the, all the council members would sit, and they would sit like twenty feet in the air above people. The vines would kind of form chairs under them, sort of, and then like let them down or whatever. He is using that same technology, so he is basically floating/slash flying here uh, up in the do air. Do I
1: know how that works?
2: He is controlling the vines. Okay. He is he is using his druid powers to control these vines to do his with bidding. his mind. So right now he is uh, 30 feet up in the air, hovering over all of you as you enter the tree. He's 30 feet up and he's 50 feet back to start because he got, he got some speed when he got pulled into this tree. And he is up first. I have are we, here, are we here? so, so many, many fucking tabs na, 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 na. open for what Edric can do. So the first thing he's going to do, he's holding his staff in his right hand with the orb at the top of it. He's been using to cast all these spells. And you see him cast a transmutation spell on his staff. And Stephanie, you recognize this because you can do it too. He has just cast Shillelagh and made his staff more vicious in physical attacks. And for his second action, he lifts a finger and points it directly at Stephanie. And you can tell he casts something.
1: I can read lips because of my observant feet.
2: Okay. Uh, You see him kind of mutter to himself. We don't always do vocal spells but it's no yeah sure it makes sense he points at you and mutters something under his breath and you recognize it as the words to cast the spell true strike Mm -hmm. which means he has been granted a brief insight into your defenses and will have advantage on his next attack roll against you
0: we just started man
2: and that is edric's turn which means it is now stephanie's turn
1: Also, also um sorry, last question. All right. Uh I pull out the B book that I have had for the past fucking
2: forever, basically.
1: 15 episodes, I don't know. Can you tell me what I what is this? Do I need this? Is this a thing that is useful to me or um cuz I open it And nothing happens. And I'm like, oh, but I know it's magic because I did the detect magic thing because that's the thing I could do. Um, Uh Will this be helpful in uh, in my upcoming tussle with Edric?
2: She holds her hand out and she takes the book from you. And she looks at it and she turns it over, opens it, flips through a couple pages, and then holds it in her hand and closes her eyes and waits a minute and then reopens them. And she says... This book can summon a swarm of bees. Okay. You just need to say the command word.
1: Do you uh, know what that is?
2: Well, I'm gonna, let me close the book first as to not command them. And she closes the book and hands it back to you. She says, you just have to open the book and say, bees.
1: Are you kidding me? That's what that is? That's all I have to do.
2: What would you think it would be?
1: <sighs> Thank you. I'll I'll be ready for Edric now.
2: She smirks a little bit. She says, Well, I guess be well. Ha ha ha. Good one, Laverne It is now Stephanie's turn. You are at the entrance of the tree, you have just walked in. Edric is fifty feet forward and thirty feet in the air, hovering, thanks to his controlled vines.
1: Incredible. The very first thing I'm going to do is Look at him, open the bee book, and say, <laughs> and and point up to him, bees, and hope something happens. Um, my rationale is I'm hoping that this will, um, that the bees will fuck up his concentration.
2: Okay, cool. He is a little further than the bees range, but the bees fire out of this book with their full bee ferocity and... Start charging at Edric, and they will reach him. On your, uh, I guess the bees have a turn. What we'll the bees in the order?
1: What if I just like run up like thirty feet to yeah, the side, away from my friends, because I know he's gonna attack me right now. I don't want them to be caught in this. So thirty feet, kind of diagonally, and shoot them up at him.
2: That works. The bees fire out of this book with full bee fury. We've all seen bee movie. We know what they're capable of, and. They start we know, know how, how afraid Nicholas Cage is of them. Right. Uh, and Edric says, not the bees. And uh, <laughs> what they... Not the bees. Well, no, Terry Jeinfeld's not here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bees uh, successfully swarm onto him. He tries to control the vines, to shimmy away from the bees. But these bees are determined, and they swarm onto him.
1: Uh, so that's two threes and... Five. So, Two and a five so 11 and then he needs to make a poison save
2: i already regret giving you bees <laughs> he wrote a nine plus one for a 10
1: so ty goes to the attacker so he takes uh one poison damage okay uh
2: he you hear him uh cry out and and curse your name curse these bees he says as they where do they sting him stephanie on the um,
0: eyeballs. <gasps> on his, on his tongue. I mean, it's
1: probably going to be his face because the rest of him is like all like. Um, Draped. Yeah. And all of those vines. So they're probably going for the face, man.
2: Okay. So he gets uh, some bee stings on his face and uh, they will remain there for 30 seconds. So four more cool. turns.
0: Val, you're up. Hello. Um, I was going to try to run up and do a hold person to make sure that he can't get away from the bees. Okay. And the bees continue to be an onslaught. Okay. Uh, an yeah, I'm going to try that. of bees. Okay. An onslaught He's also bees.
1: up in the air, too.
0: Yeah, so you have to run yeah. in. Whole person has a range of 60 feet. So I'm running up next to Stephanie. Okay. Make a wisdom saving throw. Five. Ouch. Okay. So what happens? Dun, dun, dun. Uh, you are paralyzed. You are incapacitated, meaning you can't take actions or reactions and can't move or speak. So I'm holding you in midair inside of a swarm of bees. So,
2: Edric, uh, you see the vines kind of stiffen up around him. They were kind of loose and elastic and moving them all over the place. They suddenly kind of just stick in place, and he is now held inside the swarm of bees. And you see him kind of get confused about, oh, I can't move. He, oh, no, he can't speak, huh? He says, yeah. mm-hmm, And then I look at him and I go, so long. That's a little early for that. But uh, <laughs> Ellie is up. So as Val runs in, Ellie follows suit and also runs in and realizes that he's not moving. So hey, he's kind of an easy target. And she busts out her longbow, and she's going to take a shot at this dude. She's just going for it. She saw a Stephanie attack, so she's ready to attack. She's going to do five damage. Her arrow fires into the air, avoids some of the bees, and hits Edric in the, the shoulder meat. And she... Looks over at Stephanie, and she gives, she tries to like look tough, and she gives you a cool nod, like.
1: <laughs> and then uh, telepathically, just fucking got him.
2: And then it is Jared's turn. Okay, so how
0: far, how far have everybody run? Run in? Uh, everybody went their movement speed of thirty feet. Thirty feet. Okay, so I'm gonna just move up right with them. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and crash chromatic orb, acidic chromatic orb Ooh, at him. God. <laughs> um, Cause like,
2: let's just fucking rock and roll. Let's rage. So Jared runs in and joins this, this line of defense or offense, I guess, and throws up a chromatic orb of acid damage that hits Edric in the chest and then splashes up. Um, it takes out half of the bees, unfortunately with the acid, but some of the bees are very persistent and remain and the acid gets on Edric's chest, and he once again goes, broom, broom, because he can't speak. He's not a cow. That kind of sounds like a cow, but that's not what he is. <laughs> um, it's Edric's turn, so he can't do anything, right? All he can do is try to break out of it.
0: You have to do a wisdom saving throw. Okay. He did not pass. What'd he get? He got a two. <laughs> Pla- plus one. Plus
2: one, please. Okay. It's a Iconic. Three, right? Thank you. So okay. he, you see him try to kind of scrunch his face and try to pull himself free mentally or physically of this spell. And the vines shake a little bit, but then they snap back into place and he is still stuck in place, which brings Stephanie to the center of attention.
0: I love whole Person. Rude
2: is what it is.
1: <laughs> um, first, can we resolve the bees real quick? Let's oh, you want to do the... bees first? Bees first.
2: Okay, roll for bees. Um,
1: that's another 23.
2: Yeah, bees are going to hit.
1: And that's for 5 damage. Can he make a constitution saving throw for me? Please.
2: Of course he will. Crit fail. Ooh. Wow. So, how do you
1: want to handle his poison damage? His constitution the, the, is the,
2: terrible right now.
1: The bees
2: multiplied
0: and now they're back to full stack of Not bees. how bees work.
2: Oh. <laughs> so, so we'll just give him double. So he takes
0: two. Poison damage?
1: He'll take
2: two poison damage, and you see uh, some of the veins in like his neck bulge and turn a little purple for a second. He's kind of like, oh, uh, cool. Do you want to do anything else? Oh, no, that's just that's the bee's turn. So what's your turn? Yeah,
1: that's, that's the bee's. That's not me's. Um, right.
0: Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, the way that he is up on the vines right now, he's kind of like sitting on them or like hanging on them, right? They kind of like have him, right? So, I would like to cast Flaming Sphere, and my intention with this is to hurt him, but also try to burn the vines around him so they stop supporting him.
2: So, you're going to set things on fire inside of a tree? Hell yeah. hmm Okay, cast it.
1: Okay, and it's for up to one minute, by the way. What um, does that mean?
2: What do you mean up to one minute? It just, it stays? It's like a fixed It stays
1: thing. for a minute. Yeah, so it's, it's like it's- Moonbeam.
2: Okay, so it's not it's like, like a fire orb? It's not a fire ball that you fire once and it disappears. It is a No, it's a it's orb a 5 of fire.
1: ball. Okay. Uh, that I can move on a bonus action and stuff like that.
2: So it's your fucking moonbeam again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fire is going to look way cooler if I burn this fucking tree to the ground because he's an asshole and everything it represents. For me specifically, but also what he did here. So. All right. Yeah, it just it just appears.
2: So, you're putting this five feet away from him because you can't put it in his exact space. You can't put it
0: inside. And then I'm going to
1: ram him. I'm going to ram him with it. It's going to come. Gonna, it's going to happen. You're and, you're gonna and I'm going to ram him. It.
0: With a, almost like if you're like Harley Quinn with a cartoon size mallet, you're going to whack. Yeah. You're hit him with. But it's going to be literal fire.
1: He has to make a saving throw against the sphere's damage.
2: Doesn't he automatically save
0: or fail deck saves, David, because a whole person? Oh, uh. Automatically fails strength or dexterity saving throws.
1: Incredible. That's seven fire damage. And um, I'm assuming the vines around him might catch some fire. I don't know. You're the DM. DM.
2: Goddamn right I am. So this great ball of fire appears in front of him and then rams him, which hits him for some damage. He starts getting a little bit uh, charred. And the vines that are wrapped around his chest and shoulders start to you know like when a piece of wood is burning and like you can kind of see it kind of turning orange from the inside a little bit yeah like it's mm-hmm. not on fire but you can tell it's getting hot that's what's happening to these vines so they do not instantly catch a blaze but they are heating up
1: hell yeah
0: val i'm gonna cast shatter on him cool a sudden loud ringing noise painfully intense erupts at a point of your choice within range and that is within range so you know what you know what time it is Let's drop the bass.
2: If he could speak, he would be very offended by your music.
0: Does he like classical music instead?
2: Well, he's 800 and you're a robot, so he already doesn't like you. <laughs> Especially when you're playing loud music, you damn kids.
0: For a total of 10 points of damage. Yeah, got him. Rock and roll. Uh, for my bonus action, I uh, uh, do a little like breakdance move because of the music and I, so I land sort of with you know when you're like laying down on one elbow to, to the side kind of thing and then I prop back up it's, it's it looks it looks amazing great job yeah that will bring up Ellie
2: Ellie's feeling it she hit she hit her first arrow she's seeing everybody doing successful she's like just gaining that confidence thinking like this is actually probably gonna work so she takes a shot with her bow and she unfortunately is a little bit too amped up and she uh arcs it a little too high and it goes sailing over his head, and misses entirely. Aw. And she goes,
1: friggin' frack. Get. It's okay. I'll get in next time.
0: Jared, yes, do it. I'm ready. Okay. So here's the vibe. Um, he has not moved. He's been in the same spot, right? He's fucking stuck. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna use ray of sickness. Um, on Ooh. him um so ray of sickness enter
1: is he gonna be down with the sickness after this he's about, about to be, be he's about
0: like. to get disturbed um make a ring spell <laughs> attack against is this, the target is it, wait 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 is his body gonna hit the floor that's a different might, band that's yeah i know it's a different band but i just it's very it's very apt to only say if that we that find that. A you gymna- did not know that's a different band only if we find a gymnasium <laughs> with some body of water for him to then drown in um will that <laughs> be applicable <laughs> Will he be one step closer to the edge? That's his third yeah. band. Yeah. Only if we find him in the park. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I got a 14, plus two, plus two, so 14, so 18. You hit. Cool. So then um, takes 2d8 of poison damage. And he hasn't even got to do anything yet. Yeah. Oh, I got an eight and a two. Okay, so 10. Dang. <laughs> fuck me sick, up. dude.
2: So he's poisoned now.
0: So that was the... What did we say? I don't remember.
2: Disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. Sick. Okay. Okay. I'm up. (laughs) He is going to try to break the hold. Here we go. 17. Ooh. Plus one. 18. Ooh. I'm so strong. Ooh. Fine. He finally shakes the metaphorical cobwebs loose and regains control of his body and the vines. And you see him kind of shake out the the hold but then not really celebrate because he still has bees and fire on him so and he's poisoned and he's also poisoned so he is uh he can move Looking now at on. least though the bees are up stephanie
1: oh um no they're not first before my turn at the end of his turn the flaming okay. sphere is up because um any creature that ends its turn within five feet of the sphere must make a dexterity saving throw uh so go ahead and do that
2: Oh, we
0: can't hear
1: that, is on that a, the podcast, say it for the Danny, listeners? can you say that can you say that
2: we're holding loud. up this many, which is four <laughs> <laughs> excellent,
1: so that's six damage shit not not too much, it's fine, just six um now it's the bee's turn. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You have, you always have so much to maintain in all the battles. Like, I need to do my own attack, plus the moonbeam, plus the bees, plus the wind, plus the fire. Like, Jesus.
1: I mean, all my stuff is nature-based. Uh, I'm using more spells than I am, like, turning into things recently. Um, so,
0: Is there is there any level for me as just the general resident asshole to, um, what is it? Is there, like, an ego check for this character to where I can, like, bruise his ego? Like, spiritually
2: hurt him? <laughs> I mean you could uh always intimidate or persuade.
0: Be like, wow, you look so good, really. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fuck his shit. I'd be like, Wow, you look so powerful today. Oh my god, thank you. I was lying. You look dumb. Some uh some Reg- Regina George
2: uh mental yeah. warfare. Yeah,
0: yeah just yeah. some very elementary bully tactic is what I'm <laughs> what I'm considering at least. You could learn vicious mockery. That's a spell. I could. I really, That's literally, I a literally spell exactly where, that. A spell where you it's talk just,
2: shit and do psychic damage, yeah.
1: The bee has got 17 to attack.
2: <laughs> Total? mm mm-hmm. uh, Those don't hit, actually.
1: <gasps> oh. No. Now that he Impressive. is
2: free uh, of the hold and the fire singes him again, he just instinctively backs up with the control of the vines again and narrowly misses the bee stinging his face for a third time.
1: Incredible. I'm going to use my bonus section to... uh take the the flame ball because he just he just backed up right a little bit um to back up a little bit and then slam back into him with that fireball
2: do you i thought you already did the fireball this turn
1: no yeah, i you didn't. did that first no 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 he no did. no 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 at the end of the person's turn so at the end of Edric's turn he took that damage because he was in now as a bonus action it, got it, got it, got i can it. ram him with the sphere yikes I feel like roll. every
0: time every time we fight someone in D and D and Danny's the DM, I feel like they start looking like the sticky bandits from Home Alone after a while. Like <laughs> he's got bee stings track. on his face and fire marks and just totally beat up.
1: I got a nine, so you take nine fire damage.
2: And this is you are propelling it at him again, right?
1: Yeah, just
0: it's like a wrecking ball that's made of fire.
2: Exactly. So this fire wrecking ball, as he backs up from the bees, follows him basically. And smashes into his <laughs> chestal
0: area again? On yeah. top of the acid mark, right?
2: Right. He's all acidy and fiery and beezy. Um, this, once again, hits him on the chest where the vines are holding him. And those chest vines and shoulder vines have caught a blaze.
1: <gasps> Ooh, incredible. Iconic.
2: And he looks not happy about that outcome. Now go ahead and do your actual turn, you monster. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Look, I'm... I am the protector. I am yep. very good at things, okay? That's um, true. So, ooh, is there a celestial beast list that I can look up?
0: Jesus Christ. I'm excited. Celest- That's fun. <laughs> celestial beasts? You mean like when you turn into like a tiger yeah. or bear or lion, whatever the fuck you did?
1: Summon celestial beast. Ooh. So
0: a, a celestial beast would just be a beast that is
2: celestial.
1: It's, just, oh, okay. it's a
0: it's a Patronus deer. This corporeal so, form uses the
2: bestial spirit stat block so okay. it can only be a small beast. So it's just basically yeah. how do you want it to look?
1: Okay, so I am going to summon a celestial hawk. haha and um, I'm gonna say, mine's better. Okay, Is this yet level. another
0: NPC on your side that has its own role and damage and everything now too? Yeah,
1: I have a list. It's fine. It's fine.
0: Fucking hell. Uh. I mean, honestly, Jess, we can sit out if you want to. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to take care of him, by all means. Like I get it. I'm You've happy got this to whole, sit back like, and enjoy. I get it. You've got this whole Neo Jesus like you know <laughs> thing going on here. It's fine. You have your big battle. We'll meet you at the end credits. How's that?
1: I mean, well, I'm trying not to be like that person. No, fuck
0: it up. We're a team, and if you have the capability, rock and roll.
1: Okay, yeah. So um, it's gonna go up behind Edric. So presumably he doesn't maybe notice it right away, Um, and it's just going to like conk him on the head, on the the back of the head. Yeah,
0: the
1: back of his head.
2: Yeah. Okay. So this walk, walk. space hawk is not used to being alive yet, since it just got summoned out of the spectral ether, and it lets out a frightening ah! Oh. But as it goes to scratch or bonk Edric on the noggin, it kind of misjudges its flight pattern and does not connect. But it is okay. there now.
1: Oh, Good boy. try.
2: Okay, so you did. You're done, right? <laughs> you did. Yes. Two fireballs, some bees, and
0: a hawk. Yes. And the Conchers new album from peri- Danger peri- Inc. Honestly, sounds like a good meal. Uh, Val. Val, go for it. Oh, boy. Val, um, I choose you. I'm not a Pokemon. So I'm just going to cast Vicious Mockery at this Kay. hole. And Do I'm going to say. Let's drop the bass. Yeah, 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 yeah. There it is.
2: He doesn't like the music, that's for sure. 11 plus 2, 13.
0: Damn it. Missed it by one.
2: Mm. And I he say, shakes it off. He dislikes the music, but he is not uh, mentally affected. Oh, dear. No, thank you. So Ellie notices the vines on fire, and she looks over at you, Stephanie, and she says, The vines? And she aims her crossbow. She turns to, She's on Edric with her aiming reticule, and she goes a little bit to the left to aim at some of the vines that are holding him up in the sky. And she rolls. No
0: Boo. <laughs> yeah, she hits. She holding on on us or what?
2: So she is going to uh, pierce some of these vines with her arrow, and so the vine holding up Edric by his right shoulder is pierced and snaps, and he kind of dangles a little bit to one side, like you know, like, whoa, a, whoa, like whoa. a marionette puppet, but like it loses the string, so it's like it's still it's still upright, but it's a little more flimsy. So he suddenly loses a little bit of control of these vines.
0: Perfect. So. I see what Ellie's doing, and I'm like, wow, that's a great idea. I then inspect the vines around. Do I see any sort of weakening vines that look ripe for the shooting?
2: The ones on fire look pretty—they're they're fraying.
0: Okay. Is, that the, is the other shoulder one of the ones on fire?
2: Those are the ones on his upper body, yeah.
0: Okay, so I'm going to pull out my short bow, and I'm going to shoot an arrow at that vine. Okay. Uh, short bow, attack bonus plus four, so 15.
2: It's not gonna do it, unfortunately. Oh,
0: fuck. Really?
2: So you have the right idea as you fire your bow, but your accuracy is not quite as good on this shot as Ellie's. Uh and you miss also mer- narrowly missing the uh ghost hawk, but everyone is okay, don't worry. Uh you can move or say something, but your your action is
0: done. Okay. Um I'm gonna say okay, this for the mm-hmm. There. Great. <laughs> Really? That's a catchphrase? That's kind of weird.
2: Edric's up. Edric kind of snaps to attention, realizes this shit is not going great for him. He looks down at all four of you standing in the same basic... uh, For sure, at least in a 20-foot cube, at least. I can tell you that much, because no one has moved. And he aims his staff at the ground where you are standing, and... A fountain of churned earth and stone erupts under your feet. Everybody must make a dexterity saving throw.
1: It's a big old eight for me over here.
0: Mm, I got a 16.
2: Okay, 13. So as he aims his hand or staff down and the earth around you fractures and starts like spouting, it's like an eruption of earth, you might even say, because that's the name of the spell. The rocks and the parts of the earth that fly up connect directly with Ellie and Stephanie. Uh, Val and Jared you're able to kind of dodge out of the way a little bit. You are still hit, but not as badly as the two elves. Oh my goodness. The ground underneath you becomes very rocky and hard to manage and it is now difficult to rain. Ellie and Stephanie are going to take 16 points of damage.
1: (gasps) Fuck, I'm I'm bloody.
2: And Jared and Val, you will take 8 points of damage.
0: What the fuck?
2: For his second action, he is going to look over his shoulder at this goofy-looking space hawk. He's going to cast Dispel Magic and blink the hawk out of existence. Jesus Christ. And he looks down as the bees and fire still are swarming him. He's not happy about the current situation, but you can tell he gets a little bit of a a smirk on his face seeing the two elves take some damage. His turn is over.
1: cool. Which means that the uh, yold fireball
0: five turns are ne- up next. Yeah.
1: Oh no, it's just it's just gonna be three. Yeah, he got rid <laughs> of the hawk, <hot>, so now <laughs> just bee- the- <laughs> now just bees and fire. Okay, so make a uh, dexterity saving throw for can me. Actually,
2: he can actually do those again now, so let's actually roll for one. Fuck, Edric! Goddamn it! He rolled a six plus one or plus two. Either uh-huh. way, not good.
1: Good, he takes 10 fire damage. Shit. Um, Now let's resolve those bees, because they're next. Before... They don't hit at all.
2: Okay, so remember that. As this fireball, literal ball of fire, smacks into Edric again, three of the vines on his upper torso uh, burn have caught fire and now burn away so much that he's lost his grip. They are no longer holding him. (gasps) So
0: What's holding him?
2: He now has just the ones around his uh, his legs, so he's kind of.
0: Does that mean he's dangling upside down? Oh! He's now dangling
2: upside down for this for this split second. Like an idiot by his feet, like in a like in a cartoon movie.
0: Like a s- stupid, stupid person.
2: That is why when the bees go to sting his face, they miss because he is falling and now
0: upside down, going oh. Does okay? okay I got a question. Uh huh. Is he wearing a cape?
2: He has a big As like. Li- like a, a big cloak
0: okay so is that now over like like and his awkward, butt like, comes know, like, out here should not wear capes <laughs> because in awkward situations it's just gonna fuck them up and like get in the way
2: i mean like when you when you go upside down your shirt doesn't fall off it just kind of bunches up around your neck you know
1: so we see yeah. his chones yeah
0: yeah, you can see that he's, <laughs> yeah he's wearing uh uh tidy whities literal hanes tidy whities in this any, fantasy world any, do anything, any any embarrassing pieces of memorabilia and or pocket objects fall out of his? Uh, yeah, can pants? we pre loot him? Uh, nothing falls out of his pants, but you
2: see that he has uh, a tattoo on his lower back.
0: What does it say? <laughs> is it is it of tribal design? Is it a tribal tattoo?
2: It, yeah, it's a tribal tattoo.
0: Oh, it's it's
2: yes. it's the letter E. With like some fucking barbed vines wrapped around the e.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god.
2: <laughs> he senses that everyone sees it, and he says, "It was a different time."
1: <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. So go ahead. And Thank take you your take your turn for Stephanie. this gift. <laughs> um, bonus action first. Let's do that flame because now his little his little titsies are hanging out there with the rest of the vines, right? So um, I'm not gonna smash his body. I, I mean, it's just gonna go. I uh, am. I'm just going for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm good. going to uh, try to burn his feet okay. and the rest of the the vines that are uh, there. Okay. So gonna pull back and ram his little tootsies. Oh, only four damage.
0: Aw ah, nuts. Womp womp.
1: Okay, Damn, my I turn. was hoping
0: he would fall to the ground. My uh
2: turn. but it does it does hit him, right? So the again, the vines around his ankles are doing that orangey uh embering thing again. Okay. So they're get, they're getting hot.
1: How many vines are on each side?
2: He's got two vines left. One on each ankle. On
1: each side? Oh, one on and each ankle.
0: And they're currently on fire.
2: They are catching fire.
1: Okay. If I use control flames. Where I can expand, extinguish, brighten, all of the things. The the fire that is on the the vines now. Can I somehow intensify it so it breaks one of the vines?
2: So the one that just looked like it was kind of like a hot orange kind of tint erupts into actual flame. And the vine starts weakening even further than it would have if you would have waited another turn.
0: Val! Val! So I'm going to run now immediately underneath him. So so now the distance is really just 30 feet, just vertically. Okay. And I'm going to run, and then I'm going to stop, and I'm going to turn, and then you're going to hear a chunk, and the back panel on Val's chassis pops open, up flying in the air, and doing a quick little somersault and landing in Val's robot hands is Chucklebuck, the haunted doll, Earlier, he's not haunted. Oh sure, okay. So he's Hanked a, a he's a he's a a pull string. He's a toy. Yeah, okay. And then in like <laughs> this sort of like very almost flamboyant stance, one leg kind of goes backwards a little bit, and then the shoulders tip to one side, and then one hand reaches up as far as it can go, and then the other hand goes, sort of like pulling an arrow in a bow, grabs the little string on the back of the toy. Pulls it back. Let's go, and then reaches up as high as Val can, which is like four and a half <laughs> feet. Uh, <laughs> almost like like holding up a Tron disc, like leaving the, leaving the mainframe. That's what's happening right now. Like holding up
2: Simba at the beginning of Lion King.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I'm aiming this thing directly at uh, uh, at Eldric. I always said Edric. Ed- Edric Ed- is his actual Ed- name. Yeah. Ed- 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 Edric. You pull the string yeah. on Chucklebuck. I pull the string, and, and I
2: as it reaches full tightness and starts to go back in. You hear the familiar voice from inside the doll say, Why do bees have sticky hair? Because they use a honeycomb. <laughs> <That's> pretty good. <laughs> ding, 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 ding sound effect that I always I like use that it's a
1: bee pun, too. Yeah, I have a whole list.
2: I picked the most appropriate one. Let me make a note that I have used that one now. Wait, does that
0: mean chucklebuck Buck is... uh? Uh, conscious and self-aware <laughs> and th- uh, yeah does that <laughs> that, that a- this doll wanted. that's been riding around in the in the in this dark compartment in the back of a metal body of a little robot knows mm. about its surroundings an interesting discussion for another time oh my god i don't want this thing anymore ah okay what happens david uh i don't know you tell me you just told me what i got you never gave me the stats for this boy you
2: have the fucking doll
0: jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it written down or I anything. I give
2: and I give and I give. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he has to succeed on a wisdom save. Mm. Sorry, David. What? He crit. The fuck? What? He crit. Oh, no. So he hears this joke and he says, puns are the lowest form of comedy. And he is unaffected.
0: Boo. You, s-
1: you still have another charge, Dave. So you can try to again. Do?
0: As my bonus action. You don't. Is that her bonus (laughs) action? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ellie is up.
2: Ellie was uh, staggered by this erupting earth attack. So she reaches onto her back and pulls out a staff that she had on her back. And we as the audience recognize it as the staff of healing that Barrymore brought to the party. And she looks at it and holds it in her hand and looks a little bit. Nervous, as this is something she's never really used before, and she goes, "Um, go," and she holds it up into the sky and casts mass cure wounds as a wave of healing energy washes out from the staff, and that means Stephanie, Ellie, Jared, and Val will regain twelve hit points each. <gasps>
1: love you girl wow this is this is it for you
2: and as she holds she holds it up and kind of like closes her eye like she's not sure what's going to happen and then as she feels herself feel better and her wounds kind of heal up she looks at stephanie and she goes
1: i did it you did great that's so good i love this look for you
2: and as Edric is kind of spinning around he sees that and goes "Humph." and it is jared's turn in the order
0: I'm gonna go back to good old reliable chromatic orb. He's still hanging, right? Uh huh. So I'm gonna aim towards the last towards his feet, essentially. Okay. And I'm gonna shoot a fire based chromatic orb at his feet. That is a good idea. Roll roll with advantage because he's in a weird. He's dangling
2: and he okay. sucks right now. So roll with advantage because I I think that would be easier to hit him in this instance.
0: Okay, I got a seven plus three, so ten. No, still not. Yeah, damn Damn it.
2: Um, Nice try. So you fire this, uh, basically another fireball, smaller fireball, and it goes sailing over his feet and uh, dissipates and disappears into the big empty tree space in the back. And on Edric's turn, God, um, I never thought he would be dangling (laughs) like this. So the one vine that you increased, Stephanie, the intensity of the fire on, snaps Mm -hmm. and he is now dangling by one leg in this precarious position
1: wait hold on so is he dangling like the two from the sides this is how i envisioned it i envisioned him like dangling like this with like two arms holding him like here so Mm -hmm. if one of them snaps wouldn't he fall over to the wall
2: he starts to okay he starts to fall and then he just he like snaps his fingers and the vine lets go of him. And he falls 30 feet to the ground. Hey, Val.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Make a dexterity saving throw. Ugh. As Edric starts to plummet down to the earth. Since you were right under him holding this doll like Simba.
0: That's a two plus two. Okay. So. Oh, shit. It's a good thing I'm back to
2: full health. Edric is going <laughs> good to job, Val. fall and take 14 falling damage. While you, Incredible. Val, as this old elf man falls on top of you, take seven bludgeoning damage.
0: And it's a living.
2: he falls right on top of you. You both fall prone to the ground. Mm. And it kicks up some, some, some dirt, some debris on the ground of this uh, interior of this tree. And, Val, you feel Edric take a few quick breaths. And then you feel something else, Val. You feel Edric's body start to change shape and where his arms and legs are draped over you suddenly grow larger in size and become covered in fur and his feet and hands become paws. Let me get through this so people can hear. Uh, (laughs) His feet and his hands become paws and his torso grows in size, also covered in fur. His head somehow grossly morphs into two heads that you can instantly smell the breath from, that it is rancid and putrid and terrible, as Edric has transformed into a death dog. Which is a big, big, ugly, two-headed, nasty dog.
0: Oh my goodness.
2: And that is his turn. Hello. My name is Danny, and I am a Dungeon Master and the Dungeon Master for the Quest Friends Forever podcast, the one you are listening to right now. Let's do some business and then get back to this fight. Here we go. As you are certainly aware, as a regular and fanatical listener of our podcast, wink wink, we are part of the Nostalgia Network family of podcasts. You can find out more about that network at www.thenostalgianetwork.com. That network features shows such as Quest Friends Forever, your favorite D&D podcast. All right, fine, your fourth favorite D&D podcast, whatever. As well as The Nostalgia Podcast, where Eric and Jessica from our show talk about movies and remakes and sequels and TV shows and all kinds of pop culture stuff through a queer and feminist lens. It's a great show. I should know. I edit it. And you know what? I'm going to say it's pretty good. There's also the Lousy Advice podcast. That's the band Lousy Advice, featuring Eric from our show. They talk about music and make all kinds of top 10 lists, top 11 lists maybe, about things they like. That show is on a bit of a hiatus right now, but as you wait for them to come back with their good, good content, you can listen to their back episodes. That's all available through the website or on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. There's also a new show in the works. I'm recording this in early September, but it might be announced by now. By the time you're hearing this, I'm not quite sure, but... We will make a specific certain announcement about it when it's ready, but we're working on a new show, some of us, and it's about a beloved television show, so we hope you will be loving that podcast. (laughs) Haha. And yeah, we'll let you know when that's ready. While you wait on the edge of your seat for those updates, you can be sure to follow us on all sorts of social media platforms. There is Instagram, there's TikTok, there is YouTube, there's Twitter. Our handle on those is at QuestFriendsForever. the number four. We usually post mostly on Instagram, sometimes TikTok, hopefully soon. You'll be able to see when new episodes go live or when we make a meme or something or when we take pictures of ourselves while we're recording, being silly, all kinds of just fun stuff that of course you want to see. So why not give us a follow? Lastly, if you are enjoying what you are hearing, it would be just dandy of you and it would mean the world to us if you would leave us a rating or a review on apple podcasts or google podcasts or whatever you're listening on or just one you like or all of them i mean that would also work for us those ratings and reviews are a massive help as i've mentioned many times in the past we continue to grow every month every month we have more downloads than we did the previous month which is pretty awesome as we're just four nerdy folks playing a silly dice game but the fact that you guys are listening is pretty radical and it means the world to us so help us get out to even more people by leaving those ratings and those reviews and we'll all be uh we'll all be friends together okay but for real though let's get back to this fight let's see what happens i know you've all been dying for it we've been in this forest for a long time let's figure out what the resolution is i will see you guys in two weeks and we'll talk then bye bye Stephanie, you're up. I look, Edric,
0: wait, wait, I look at the dog. Greetings. I am a variant very psionic alt.
2: Just kidding. The dog growls furiously with both of its heads in response. Okay. Stephanie, you're up. Uh, Edric is well, now on the ground, 20 feet in front of you, on top of Val as a two-headed dog.
1: First things first, the bees are going to take their final action. They are going to dive for this target with their... Last breath beating beating Little Wings. Um,
2: They're one last breath.
1: For an 11.
2: 11's not going to do it.
1: Okay. Then they dissipate and they are done.
2: Goodbye, bees. They they what? return to the book from whence they came.
1: We'll
0: be you later. Mm. You will be missed. Hey.
1: Um, won't, you, okay. won't you be my
0: valentine? <laughs> All right.
1: It's flaming spear time. Going to ram it into... So it's gonna go, whoop boom, like uh, like it's like off bouncing like a basketball. off. It's gonna bounce off of him like a basketball. Yeah. Okay. So, saving throw, please.
2: This is of the dexterity variety. Correct. A thirteen plus two for a fifteen. Well,
1: you definitely made it. Definitely did. Well, then that I'm sad to the-
2: report that to dodge this fireball, he. Scurries off of Val, but Val remains in the same place. So this (gasps) fireball is going to hit Val, unfortunately. Ouch. Six
1: six points of damage. Ouch. And then it comes back up because we said it bounces. So it's like 10 feet in the air.
2: And the dog guffaws somehow. (gasps) Oh, okay. Fucking moonbeam.
1: That's it. Moonbeam it. I'm moonbeaming the fuck out of this fucker.
2: The fan favorite, moonbeam, has made its triumphant return.
0: Welcome back.
1: When a creature enters the spell's area for the first time or starts its turn there, it is engul- engulfed in ghostly flames that cause searing pain and must make a constitution saving throw. A shape changer makes its saving throw with disadvantage. If it fails, it also instantly reverts to its original form and can't assume a different form until it leaves the spell's light.
2: Is that fucking oh, fuck true? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> moonbeam can do
1: that. <laughs> Fuck this I thought aim. you were. I thought you were looking at druid spells this whole time.
2: <laughs> I saw moonbeam. Got I was him. like, he wouldn't know that. That's dumb. Got
1: him. Okay, and that's dumb. Okay. <laughs> okay.
2: Okay. Calm down, everyone. Okay. Hey, hey, so hey. Calm down.
1: I'm gonna fucking moonbeam, and it does it on the first whenever I first cast it, right?
2: So if you put it on him, that would be the first time. Okay.
1: Excellent. So I'm going to stay back where I'm at and fucking moonbeam.
2: By the way, before I roll this, what is your charisma, Stephanie? Um, Isn't it five?
1: No, it is six now.
2: You have the same charisma as the death dog.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a seven plus two for a nine.
1: Ooh, that's great. Good, 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 good. Um, here we go. So that's Nine damage you You're not a dog um, anymore. and are now edric again and you so can't the, assume a different form until you leave the spells light
2: so this moonbeam comes flying down out of the sky even though we are indoors well we're inside of a tree whatever there's a small hole in the tree at the top <laughs> where this moonbeam even though it is early in the morning comes crashing down into
0: the tree danny but just because it's daytime doesn't mean the moon's not still out there that's true you got me that's science like a like a stage spotlight,
2: it shines just in Edric's little circle right out of range of Val, burning him for nine damage. And as the smell of seared fur starts to fill the air and the putrid drool of the dog kind of flings around as he whips his two heads around to look at the damage on his body, he instantly starts changing again. Very similar to what you just saw. And the two heads kind of Coalesce—I don't know if that's the right word—that they kind of morph back into each other to form one head. And after a few seconds of transformation, you are once again looking at Edric the Elf on all fours on the ground. Hello his,
0: there. Is his cape like flung over his head? So, like once again, we can see his, tidy his white tattoo. Shoes. His tattoo is back his out tattoo. again. Yeah. And he can't really see anything because his cape is over his eyes.
2: He looks at you. Stephanie, and he looks fucking pissed that this happened.
1: You don't remember, like, you know, showing that one off, do you? You don't remember.
2: Val. So he looks upset? He looks pissed. He looks angry? He had a whole thing planned where he was going to be a two-headed dog and run around and do cool stuff, and then someone took that away from him.
0: Him and not me, but him. (laughs) Well, Val doesn't like it when people are angry. Oh, sure. Val likes to spread love and joy and make sure that people are happy. Val's great at that. So Val slowly gets up from being pummeled to the ground, sure, and just also with all this fire stuff happening in a very, very, very close proximity to Val, you can't tell unless you're up close. But there's a big weed smell now coming from Val because oh, yeah. all that stuff that was inside, it's all kind of, it's kind yeah. of going, you know, the the resin kind of, is catching fire. Yeah, well, sure. so the resin is starting to, to cook off again, and Val very slowly, with uh, taking such a great amount of effort lifts up the stupid doll again. And then with the other hand goes to grab the fucking pull string and slowly pulls it back. And with all of Val's might just holds it in front of Edric.
2: Did you hear about the circus fire? It was intense. (laughs) It's a good thing you didn't do it on the dog because the dog would not have been affected because the dog had an intelligence score of four or lower but Edric does have a score higher than that. So it is a wisdom save. He rolled a nine.
0: You fail. Okay. Ha!
2: (laughs) So Edric hears this one, and you see him kind of have a puzzled look on his face like he's thinking about it for a second. And then he realizes, oh, intense, intense. It's like wordplay. And he starts to kind of chuckle like, Oh, ho, ho, ho 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 ho. And that grows into louder to oh, ho, oh, ho 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 oh, ho ho and he starts launching himself into a fit of uproarious laughter, and he falls to the ground, clutching his sides, saying, My gut has been busted. Ha 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 ha. my god. <laughs> and he is <laughs> laughing hysterically on the ground where the dog once stood. And Stephanie, this is a very, very bizarre sight for you. You have never seen this man laugh in your entire centuries-long life. And I hate it. It is actually quite disturbing. Like he's not even good at laughing. Just
0: ho ho ho
2: ho 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 like it's bad. It's a bad one. I uh, did it. Ellie's up. And so Ellie has her she switches back to her bow. She actually switches her. She has a very quick change inventory. She switches her bow out for a uh sword. That's what I meant to say. She pulls out her uh short sword and goes, Alright, let's get him, and then charges forward and does a uh one of those cool, like, action movie jumps where she like wheels the sword all the way back and then brings it down and uh attempts to hit Edric. She'll okay. ten plus five for a fifteen, which definitely hits. She connects with this sword on this prone, prone old man and Gives him a, a stab right in, the, uh, right in, right, like in the, the clavicle area near his shoulder for a total of eight damage. She rolled a six on a d6. However, since the damage kind of gets Edric's attention a little bit, he is going to try to shake the cobwebs out and get out of this. So on Hideous Laughter, uh, anytime the target takes damage, they can make another wisdom saving throw to try to get out of it.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Whoops.
2: Uh, the target has advantage on the saving throw if it is triggered by damage. He doesn't pass. No. No, he
0: still <laughs> <laughs> It was a good joke. Laughing honest.
1: is just so unnatural to him that he's so He rolls. It's actually it's actually
0: causing more damage because the muscles required next to your lungs like on the outside of your rib cage required for laughing have never been used before. So he's actually...
2: He's stretching out some weird muscles. Yeah. He rolled a fucking yeah. three, a three and a five is what he rolled. Um, I hate these dice. So he snaps to attention for a second when he gets stabbed in the shoulder and then looks at the wound and looks up at Ellie and goes, oh, 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 oh good one. And is still laughing like an idiot, which brings us to Jared's turn.
0: Okay how so where is his body placed on the ground can i see his neck
2: oh yeah he's he just got stabbed in the shoulder he's he's on his back uh kind of holding he's, he's on like, his back he's like holding his uh his his belly as he's laughing
0: okay so i'm going to pull out my bow again uh-huh. and i'm going to aim for his neck
2: jesus brutal okay fire away
0: so i got a 15 plus 4 that's going to hit him so 19
2: that's going to hit him
0: going to hit the fuck out of him
2: this arrow you release the string and this arrow goes soaring through the air like a like a avenging angel in the night and plunks this motherfucker in the neck, like the side of the neck, and just sticks in. And yeah. he goes, Ho 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 and gargled noises, gargled noises, tries to noises. now snap out of his fit uh, of laughter again. Nineteen. Oh I'm gonna play the game again. He, and it turns out an arrow to the neck is enough to make someone stop thinking things are funny (laughs) and make them take things a little bit more seriously. I was
0: excited to, I was excited for you to fail and to have to continue to gargle laugh. So he's,
2: (laughs) he's laughing. Oh, oh,
0: oh, oh,
2: oh, oh, I don't care for this. He says, uh, and he is free of his laughter fit, which is good because it's his turn
1: uh, uh moonbeam first <laughs> first before i thought
2: it was the end of his turn it's the beginning of his turn
1: when a creature starts its turn there it is engulfed yep. in ghostly flames She's so not just regular that.
2: flames no ghostly flames
1: that cause searing pain okay and that's a save for me constitution constitution
2: it is a 17 plus 2 for a 19
1: Good, it takes half as much damage. Okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He sidesteps the spotlight and only gets a little bit of him. And again, surveys the situation that is not going great for him. Pretty bad, actually, for him. So the first thing he's going to do is collect himself from this fucking mess he's in. And then he is going to point a finger at Val and cast a spell.
0: Oh, dear. No, thank you.
2: He casts heat metal, <gasps> and Val, uh, Val, you're made of metal, so uh, you start suddenly back. feeling very, 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 very hot, Val. No. and you're gonna take fourteen points of fire damage
0: from this. Holy shit! And then I say, "Uh oh, there seems to be some trouble
2: with my memory and gram matrix. And i running a diagnostic protocol. Just a sec."
0: But instead, it goes just. And that's it. Are
2: you are you down or are you still up?
0: I have four hit
2: points left. Oh my goodness. For his second spell action, now that he has burned Val up, he looks back at Ellie, who's right on him. He looks at Jared and Stephanie, who are a few feet away, and he starts like flexing and like he's kinda like shaking a little bit. And you notice his fingernails grow longer and sharpen. And the teeth in his mouth, as he's baring his teeth, his teeth start to sharpen as well as he has cast Primal Savagery on himself and is now this kind of grotesque, mean-looking version of the Edric that you know. And he, with his long nails, reaches out and slashes at Ellie, and he's going to hit her. So Ellie is going to take seven points of acid damage. And mm. the cut. Uh, he cuts her. She puts up her arms to block it, and he cuts her across the arms. And you see, like the, the blood, like this places where she got scratched, like so start growing, uh, glowing green, almost right away. And uh, once he does that, he kind of shakes out of it, and his nails and his teeth go back to normal. So, Stephanie, it is your turn in the order.
1: Before I I do this, I'm going to say, Yo Barrymore. And then I'm going to turn into a giant toad, and I just do that. (laughs) So I need to make a bite attack, and then I'm going to attempt to swallow. Oh, I guess I have to. Okay, the toad makes one bite attack against a medium or smaller target. It's grappling. Okay, so I have to already be grappling it in order to. um... So I have to bite it first. Okay, so I'm going to bite it.
2: So you you run up to him because he's he's, uh, a little bit away from you now. Oh, I hop. You hop over. Okay. Yeah. In one solid hop, you go 20 feet, which is right where he is. And then you bite him? Yes. Okay. Give me your shot. Shoot your shot.
1: 14 plus four to hit? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, it will. So that's eight poison damage. The target is grappled. And until the grapple ends, the target is restrained. And the toad cannot bite another target. So I can only bite this target. He is grappled. Next
0: turn, you could swallow him, though, right? Attempt to. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Great.
2: As you transform into this toad and hippity hop over to him and uh, chomp him. Where do you chomp him?
1: Um, I'm gonna chomp like his um, upper half.
2: So his torso. Like
1: the upper half. I don't want him to use his arms or his like his. I don't want him to talk. I don't want I just want to like get him. Get him real good.
2: So this is right after he slashed at Ellie. So the same arm that slashed Ellie, you chomp him on that side, his right side, like from his shoulder to like his hip, I guess, because you're a big old toad. And you take a big chomp out of him. He makes that noise. And as he's reacting to this hideous bite from this toad, no one really noticed because this is a big tree. This is a big auditorium, but there was a little itty bitty fly buzzing around this whole time. And, Any casual observer would have chalked it up to being, oh, well, we're in a tree. Of course there's a fly. But this fly, my friends, this fly is different because from the sky up in the air, about 30 or 40 feet up in the air, you just see Barrymore grow from this fly into her human form. Sorry, her elf form, excuse me. And she begins falling toward the earth with her sword already out and in a downward motion at Edric. And she, as she falls, brings her blade down on the other arm that Stephanie was not biting. And she cuts off his arm from the elbow down. Oh, shit. Oof. <laughs> Blood sprays everywhere. He shrieks. Barrymore lands. can't hear
1: it, though, because he's in my mouth. <laughs>
2: Barrymore lands in a superhero landing, kind of. She doesn't land great. She actually to take a little bit of damage because she fell pretty far. Not too bad. She took four damage. And she hits the ground and kind of clatters and the sword clatters away and she rolls onto her back and then rolls back onto her stomach and looks up and sees that she fucking got him. She got this guy that fucked up her whole life. And you see her just go, Yeah!
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Val, it is your turn in the order.
0: Okay, well I'm going to stand up very You're slowly wobble up. Wobble up. Uh just to sort of so he's dead anyways, but just to kind of drive the point, just he to try to drive dead. the point home. Uh I'm going to cast dissonant whispers. Great. Uh you whisper a discordant melody that only one creature of your choice within range can hear, wrecking it with terrible pain. So, I don't know if he's already in pain. Uh he's in a frog's mouth and his arm just got cut off. So, what do you think? Yeah. But I also, he talks shit about my music, and so that's the reason why I'm doing this. In fact, <laughs> I'm going to give him another jam. Let's get this party started. And I'm like, to like, oh, I hate house music. Bah! Like that. And so it's a uh, target must make a wisdom saving throw. He got a five. That's a negative. 11 points of damage, and it says, well... I, just, I, don't, I don't think this is going to do anything. It says, uh, it must immediately use its reaction if available to move as far as its speed allows away from you. The creature doesn't move into obvious dangerous grounds. such as fire. But it's such blah blah blah. yeah, so, so yeah, 11 points of damage.
2: So you hit him with this psychic song. I mean, it's,
0: it's good music. You can I don't tell. Know what, I don't know what his fucking problem is. It's really not can... even an attack. It's more just like a difference of opinion. Yeah. I'm not hitting you. I'm just trying to open your
2: horizons. Edric. Yeah. Uh, no, it hurts. It hurts him. And you see him kind of... Wait, is his head in your mouth, Stephanie?
1: His head and his, like, right arm. Or Jesus. Right okay. Whatever. From this point
0: up.
2: Okay. So you see his uh, remaining body that is out of this frog <laughs> try to kind of pull away and get away from your direction, Val. But since yeah. he is restrained, he goes nowhere and just takes the damage. Ellie is up. Ellie is freaked out a little bit by the sight of this fucking arm coming off. And everything happening right in front of her. She's going to back up a little bit away from the situation. And she's going to kind of go back toward uh, behind you, Stephanie. Or I guess next to you. Ellie is going to see the situation. She's a little freaked out by the blood and everything happening. And she notices that like Val's chassis is like glowing red. Which is not great from this heat yeah. metal. So Ellie dashes over. Not dashes. She runs over to where Val is and she looks like she's about to put her hands on Val and then decides maybe mm. not. And so then she idea. just she grabs the Staff of Healing and taps you with it very gingerly, casting Cure Wounds, and Val, you will heal for eight points of damage. Okay. Jared, you know the scene before you. What will you do?
0: How close am I to this, this uh, um, soon-to-be corpse?
2: Uh, you're probably 15 to 20 feet away.
0: Okay, I'm gonna walk straight up to him. Walk straight up to him. Okay, so I have access to like his belly button down. Well, also is that his, true?
2: his left side, right? Like he has missing half his arm now, but like his left torso and left leg are out.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull. Up. We're 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 killing him, right? That's the that's what we're doing. You can't really <laughs> have stop. We, a- th- <laughs> eth- ethically, have we decided uh, what the choice is? You can't really uh, stop and ask right now. Given crime, the crime of passion. Of the fight, it's a crime of passion. Don't worry about I it. I would
2: say you won't be able to stop and ask anybody at this point because of what the fight is doing.
0: Okay, fantastic. So I'm going to go ahead and pull out my short sword. Um, I am going to. His heart is in the same place as uh, you would expect. Correct. He's an elf.
2: Yeah, he's humanoid elf.
0: Okay, so I'm going to point the tip of my short sword at the spot on his body that is his heart, and I'm going to stab uh, him. uh Huh. Like slowly. Yes. Like, do, do like so, menacing, menacingly.
2: Do so with advantage because he is restrained. If you fucking miss, I'm going to be so happy.
0: I got 17.
2: Okay, you got him. Yeah, you hit him. Okay, good. So roll damage. Okay. How badly do you hit him?
0: Four plus two is six.
2: Okay. So you push your sword into where his heart should be. Uh, It's a little harder than you realized because he's got, you know, ribs and a chest plate and stuff but you definitely pierce him and you you get him and uh it doesn't like go all the way through him maybe like you were possibly hoping but you hit your sword into his body and he lets out a terrible noise from inside the mouth of this frog but he's still not uh not dead he is hanging on by a thread and it is his turn uh does he have to do anything with a moonbeam or a fireball before he can act
0: <laughs> he's got he's got turns out the frog's mouth no. had bees in it
2: yeah because i mean he's in you so you're in the same space basically right now yeah Yeah.
1: He can try to get out of the grapple.
2: Okay. Yeah. He'll try to do that. That's an
1: eight. Negative.
2: So he tries to pull away, away from this frog body, and it does not work. So with his last grasp of anything, he is going to, inside of the frog, cast a spell. Since his arm is already in you, he like has his hand on your tongue, and he casts Blight. You must make a constitution saving throw, Froggy.
1: Uh, No, that's a four.
2: Okay. Uh, Stephanie, you're going to take 24 points of necrotic damage. Cool. But you're a frog, so you're fine?
1: 39 hit points, baby.
2: Okay,
0: great. Wow.
2: So you feel icky and a little gross, but you are fine i guess you're fine as his as his bonus action he uh intensifies not intensifies re re re-ups on heat metal on val val go ahead and take 11 points of fire damage
0: jesus christ
2: oh no where are
0: you at one single hit point left (laughs) fuck really yeah wow still hanging in there though and uh, Edric's turn Some is good Some quality, good, good quality uh, uh, wiring that they did in this. The, the wiring harnesses are, are really, really, really well-kept. Stephanie?
1: Got to make another bite attack. Because once I... Uh, to swallow. Eat, the, eat him. Eat him. The toad eat makes him. one bite, aga- bite attack against a medium or small target it is grappling. If the target hits, the target is swallowed. The grapple ends. The target swallowed is blinded and restrained and has total cover against attacks and other outside effects uh, outside of the toad. It takes 3d6 acid damage at the start of the toad's turn. And uh, yeah.
0: Eat. Him.
1: I got a 24.
0: <laughs> not a yum, crit, yum. but a 24. <laughs> yummy, uh, yummy. Not
1: a crit, 24.
2: Either way, that's
1: Mm-mm. plenty.
2: Mm-mm. That is plenty.
1: Cool. I love yummy okay. villain. 11 points of damage, and now he is swallowed, so he's restrained and blinded and will take acid damage at each of my turns. And I go, Bleh. That's a burp. You could put a burp in there, like a burping noise. I
2: don't need to because that was perfect.
1: (laughs) And then I I pat my tummy and I like jiggle it around in there because.
2: So Val, Uh Ellie, Jared, and Barrymore look on in possible, possibly horror. I'll let you decide (laughs) as this big frog just (laughs) gets Edric into their fucking. Just crawl, just and swallows him up. And he is gone from your sight, except for the half arm still laying on the ground where Barrymore sliced him. And Stephanie, as you put him into your mouth, you feel him struggling, fighting back, struggling, fighting back until he stops. He has no more fight left in him. Because. And so now he's
1: just being digested, right? Edgerick.
2: Ah, oh, you're gonna poop him out. because he is dead. The eight hundred year old, the eight hundred year old leader of the Petrichor Forest has died.
0: Mission complete.
2: And now that is the scene. You're all uh, still inside the founder tree, and you have just uh, experienced this uh, event. I guess.
1: Does the tree go back down now that the person that cast it's just up there? That's not how magic works in D and D. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. Val um, Val
0: like takes one step towards this big frog and takes another one, and you hear sort of like a mechanical. <laughs> And then Val just tips over and just plap lands on the ground face Wait, forward that Mario, yeah, okay, because I'm hurt.
2: Uh, okay, somebody... are you still a frog or do you turn back?
1: Um, I go Bleh, and I like let him out so he's like gross and partially digested and all of that, and then I turn back. Barrymore,
2: uh, Barrymore on all fours still goes,
1: holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did it.
2: Congrats. Ellie is just uh, standing there next to Val, holding the staff, like, just staring at you, Stephanie, like, okay, okay, what, um, what do, what do we
0: do now? Uh, uh... I don't know, but that was pretty fucking cool.
1: (laughs) I didn't really, I guess, um. Stephanie walks over to the edge and kind of, like, looks down. I guess that's a thing. The... We need to figure out how to get down. That might be a good place to start.
2: As you peer over the the edge of the the raised plateau that is now the Founder Tree, you see that the uh, thousands of people that showed up in support of you are still there. Um, The guards that were guarding the gate or the entrance to the tree are uh, are also down there, but no one is fighting. No one is clashing. Everyone's just kind of waiting to see what happens. So everyone's just looking up. Like they could hear some of the sounds, you know, um, they, they knew there was something going on in there, but everyone was just waiting to see. So everyone's staring up at you as you peer over the edge. And as go you ahead. do, because they can see that it's you, you hear uh, from a hundred feet away, the voice of your friend Zbornak, the the oldest of the three teenage girls go, I think she did it. And then you hear, oh, she did it. She did it. it." And then Sari Geinfeld, I think she did it. And, uh, (laughs) Dran Fresher, oh my God, she did it. And, uh, the crowd starts to buzz and you hear the, the din of the crowd start to go louder and louder and louder as these conversations start to pass from person to person.
1: And then I like, look at everybody and I'm like, I guess, um, come here. Guys, come, come here. And I, I have everybody come to my side Barrymore, Ellie, Val and Jared. Val
0: takes a very long time to get over there.
1: And Val's uh, I just kind of, I grab um, I grab Ellie and I grab Barrymore's hand and I kind of just like raise them up. Like, we did it. We we won. We did it. Like, confirmation for everybody that it is done.
2: The, the din of the conversations grows even louder and erupts into cheers from these thousands of people. It is now basically the end of Return of the Jedi when all the different you know people are cheering around as the fireworks go off.
0: Um, Val raises yeah. one people hand and, love it. and Cast Dancing Lights so that we have our own little fireworks behind us. So it's
2: exactly like the re- end of River uh, yeah, Revenge of the exactly Jedi? What's what that movie what called? Return of the Jedi. That's what it is.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: can you help me down? How, how do we get down from here? We need help. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if only somebody in the party had a spell that could... Help with
0: falling. Perhaps. Oh, I do. <laughs> okay. Um. I wait. Can I cast it on all of us? Up to five targets. Up to, Is that true? Absolutely. Okay. Great. Everyone, jump off the side. <laughs> um. So I'll cast it first. Good idea. Okay. Great. <laughs> um. I'm gonna go ahead and cast feather fall on all of my friends. Me and all my friends. Um. You're light as a feather jump off the side of this building now I'll jump I'll jump first Whee!
1: <laughs> I'm gonna hold Ellie's hand like just kind of like wait back with me for a second while everybody else jumps off
0: Val I'm gonna jump I'm gonna jump off holding Barrymore's hand and and and, and almost in like I was saying like uh, the, with the enthusiasm that you would yell cowabungo when jumping out of an airplane mm-hmm. Val yells hello but it's like hello
2: Right before you get ready, as you're saying hello, Val, Barrymore looks over her shoulder back at Stephanie, and she goes, thank you again, and they jump off, leaving Ellie and Stephanie at the top of this Founder Tree Plateau.
1: (sighs) Okay. Um, Stephanie takes Ellie's hand and takes both of them and lets herself look freaked out like she's not trying to hold it in anymore for a second. That, that just happened. I, I know that we didn't, I, he's, he's gone. He's, he's gone and I ate him. Um, I, I don't know what I expected. I guess this was, it's a lot. This is a lot right now.
2: Ellie's kind of just looking, she's looking at you and then she's kind of looks at the ground and looks back up at you and goes,
1: yeah, I
2: mean, I I know that's like, I know it's why we came here, but this is, oh, oh, this is a lot. Um, So, so now what do we do?
1: Are you mad at me?
2: No, no, of course not. Did I'm, I do I'm, the, I'm freaked out. Did I out. do the right thing? I think we did the only thing we could have done. He was, he would have killed us. Honestly. And if if I have to pick you or him, I'm gonna pick you. Come on.
1: I mean, I guess I am uh better looking. Yes. Well, I so. mean. What? All right. Wait. No, um, no, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Of
2: course, of course. I just I, like. That's okay. not really the factors that play here. Just,
1: I was I mean, trying to make a joke. I know I'm oh. not good at this. Oh but, yeah, I couldn't. I um, couldn't tell. I couldn't. Ha ha! Lighten the mood. Somebody just died in my stomach. That's a weird thing. Um. Okay. Ugh. Okay. Can we talk about this later? I think I need to talk about this later, but we should probably get down there now.
0: Okay, we'll talk about it later.
1: Okay, but we're okay.
2: Oh, we're fine. I just we just okay. need to figure out. I guess what we're gonna do about the the forest now.
1: Okay. Well, that's not just up to us. That's, that's a conversation for everybody to have. So let's get our home back, and then we'll deal with our emotional scars and the deadness inside of us. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. She gives Ellie a big hug, and then um, let's go. Jump down.
2: And you jump off. And the five of you float down like a feather. The hundred feet from the plateau down to the waiting crowd below Whee. and you are welcomed by all this zany cast of characters we've come to know in the Petrichor forest seri jeinfeld is there Grandfresher is there you see all the familiar faces there are hugs people are happy that you have survived and the camera just pans back as we see this whole crowd of people surrounding this giant tree and that's the end of the episode
0: This podcast has been brought to you by the Nostalgia Network.
1: Visit thenostalgianetwork.com for more.
0: Don't you hate when you're watching one of your favorite movies and think, whoa, that didn't age well.
1: Or when you see a reboot of your childhood fave and think, did we really need this? Honestly? Same. Same. That's why we started the
0: Nostalgia Podcast.
1: A podcast where we discuss the retelling or continuation of pop culture favorites as seen through a queer and feminist lens.
0: That's Jessica Tercero.
1: And that's Eric Lefebvre.
0: Come join us for our bi-weekly conversations about pop culture reboots centered around things like
1: The patriarchy
0: Systemic racism
1: Harmful stereotypes and overgeneralizations
0: And really just distinguishing when people just need to sit this one out.
1: Listen in on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts.
0: You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube.
1: That's not notstalgia, spelled N-O-T-S-T-A-L-G-I-A. Get it?
0: Not-stalgia. Like nostalgia, but with an extra T, so it's like not-stalgia.
1: <laughs> follow us for fun, critical conversations about media. And remember, stay cute. And
0: stay critical. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.